0: Hey guys, this is Ndebusi here, and welcome again to our podcast, Reframed by Mustard, in which we, an Africa-focused venture agency, explore topics weekly with the intent of reframing the current thinking about ventures, initiatives, and brands. Please do us a favor by following and rating us on your podcast player of choice, and sharing this podcast with others. Doing both of these things will help us massively, and we will thank you from a distance. But for now, I will leave you with today's podcast. G- Genuinely speaking, um, for, uh, what, did I, what did I even call this episode? Um, fast growing millennial water brands and flying pigs right <laughs> literally, literally 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 and, and and i saw the thing you sent with uh the thing in, in in linkedin um this brand is the type of brand that and this is liquid death in particular and i'm sure there's others right it's just that liquid death is the most recent one that i came across and i've you know written about it and now we're doing a podcast about etc like i came across and it was literally like like I remember speaking to somebody about it, uh, albeit this guy's like fifty, and he was just like, "Like, what do you mean, branding water?" And if, and and dude, he's not even talking about a fast-growing <laughs> beverage company, or as or as this guy said, one of the fastest-growing, or the fastest-growing beverage company of all time. He's just talking about like branding water, like like Evian. He's just talking about that, like Evian was not, you know what I mean? But now we're talking about literally the fastest-growing beverage company, and you got to give it to him. It's not like he's like um, Mike Cesario used to work at Netflix. He was he was he was a content. Um,
1: was it a, not a content? Well, he was initially a graph. He was initially a graphic designer, okay. and then and he was a creative. A yeah,
0: he was a creative at Netflix. I he wasn't the creative. He was a creative, but albeit quite senior. Um, so we're not talking about this is like Mr. Beast or you know Kim Kardashian or some what do you call it, dude. Where even though he. Did come out of a venture studio, FYI. He came out of a venture studio. I'm going to find the name of that venture studio um, because I think he came out of a venture studio. But regardless, it is, it's gold. And I don't know if you've seen the website, like their content yeah. is off the yeah, charts. Absolutely. It's literally off the charts. It's it's irreverent. It's weird. It's like, hold on. And, and I just want to just plant this thing before I flip over to you. So I watched, um, the uh, thing, and I've been trying to reach out to Mike. So I mean, obviously, I'm sure I'm not. He, I'm not the only one, right? So he's like got no time. He's a busy he's man. Got no time for me, he's right? He's got man. no time for me. But but <laughs> but um, but basically, um the the thought was, um, p- companies like Monster. So he almost like did the thing that they always did, like Monster Red Bull, Monster and Red Bull both energy drinks. What do they do? Especially Monster, I think you know, which is trying to take Red Bull's kind of. Wings, um, um, uh, pun intended. Nice. Except, thank you, thank you. Nice. Pun intended. What they did is they go and they um, they basically sponsor rock events because monsters are rock drink, right? And so he was at these events. He's got. I think he used to be in a band and he knows some guys in bands, or whatever. And he clocked that date, so they had to drink monster. But this is kind of like a Cristiano Ronaldo at the World Cup. He had to have Coca Cola there, right? But the thing is, like. These guys who were just headbanging like for 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 like two hours straight, what they really wanted was water. So they actually put water in their monster drink, and then he started going, ah. Oh. And that's the thing, but just yeah, no, no, no. Just feel free to wax lyrical, because if not, we'll just spend an hour with me just talking about how I I I, I respect it. But but yeah, how yeah coming your horizon? Anyway. I mean.
1: Well maybe we should just because for those who aren't so familiar, oh. right, let's just give like a little bit of okay, a, hit me a summary here. So liquid death, canned drinking water product started in the U.S. in 2018. Yeah, I think so. Within four years, valued in VC. rounds at 700 million dollars currently, roughly. Mm. Uh, revenue went from 100,000 dollars in the first month, 2.8 million in 2019 to 130 million last year. And essentially, as you've alluded to, it was built off of this pretty brilliant brand positioning, marketing, and social media strategy, right? I mean, the tagline is murder your thirst. (laughs) So as you said, very irreverent. What I like about there's a couple of things I like about Mm. this. So firstly, this guy is 40 years old currently. I'm 40 years old, right? So he founded it then, what, at age 36, something like that. that. And we've done a previous podcast before talking about this hype that founders need to be 12 years yeah. old or 18 and valued at two billion dollars yeah. and also never make it right so i just love this idea of someone who came up in industry late mid to late 30s founded something which grew extremely well extremely quickly very surprisingly to him mm. he said and um so that's one of the things shout out to my 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 guy's boarding on middle age my, my men and women boarding on middle age um but also i like that he's he, you know it wasn't a flash in the pan because he actually started thinking about it 10 years ago mm. and as you said it was look this guy's built for to make a part like this he was a graphic designer creative director at netflix he did something for gary v as well okay. in and around creative and marketing okay. i think he did some some agency stuff for other brands but he was a he was a heavy metal punk rock guy. Yeah, and attending these concerts back in two thousand and eight, exactly saw um, either there were people who were ravers and they were thirsty because they've been raving, mm-hmm. right? And so, empty drinking monster got an empty can and you just fill the water into the monster drink so you can stay hydrated but still be punk rock. Yeah, right. Um, but also apparently really there's a lot of people in that scene who don't do alcohol or drugs but still want to be part of the scene. And so, yeah. you know, it's a little different when you got a little plastic uh, cup of water, yeah. right? It's not it's not very punk rock, yeah. but if you put the water into a monster can, you know, you can still rock out, but, you know, keep your uh, electrolytes balanced mm. or whatever it is. So um, his initial target market, right, was quite niche. It was like these straight edge um punk rock fans at concerts right who was sort of and that feeds into the sense of the humor and the communication style as well so that's that's a, those are a couple of things i like about it another thing i like about it is um yeah as i say he started it 10 years ago he was actually working on it for quite a long time before he launched yeah. it on the side okay. so it wasn't something that he just came up with over one day um overnight and then the next day it was this huge thing like he actually started thinking about it and working about it over a period of years Mm -hmm. Uh, it also like very much it embodies his persona right so this idea of I think part of the reason it's been so successful is that the brand feels very real and true to those who it's targeted Mm -hmm. at and I think that's because he really resonates with what he's doing right because he's part of the initial niche audience that he was targeting and it's grown beyond that Mm now but I love that idea, right? The, yeah. the fact that yeah. he was he was part of this market that he was targeting, and I think that's. Anyway, uh, I've listened to a couple of the interviews now mm. with him, and there's a lot of there are a lot of things we can go into, but those are some some initial sort of, um, sort of plot lines that that really resonate with mm. me. Uh, I came across it on LinkedIn. Okay, <laughs> right. the the least. I was, say, I was gonna say. I was gonna say that's
0: like the most. Right? Yeah, suited and booted. Like actually, you know what? I'll have a water in a in a plastic cup. At least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um. yeah.
1: Exactly. But you know what though? Because people are so people are marveling over the just the strategy, right? The brand strategy, the growth, the metrics, the VC funding, and so there's a lot of people consternation yeah. and debate on linkedin but, but um about you know how is it possible this guy's exactly done this. and and I'm, i think unf- unfairly yeah. it's kind of looped in sometimes to this whole uh gimmicky virality of some would argue what's this drink that uh ksi and paul logan have um Ooh. it starts with a p I, I prime okay okay Right. Prime is, this, Prime is this drink now that's selling for. it. it it's, in, it's There's a black market Oh, really? For oh, of, this, co- of course, there would be. Hydration drink. Of course, there would be. In the UK, they were selling it for £12.50 and LD was limiting it to three per customer because they were it for a, all a the bunch shelves. of teenagers who follow yeah. these guys online. Yeah. yeah. And then selling it at school for, you know, 20 £30. Pounds. Yeah. Um, and so, but that was that's different so these are sometimes lumped into yeah exactly you see see, yeah
0: I just want to touch on I want to touch on two things right one I want to touch on the fact that I don't like okay I'm not putting myself in his mind but I I personally think the best thing he could do right and I think what he did do to some degree was right whether there was a market research group and others because they were you know maybe building it in a strategic way for a venture studio I think that his target market was just himself, right? Um, so, so, so I think that, so one, I think he was, like he was his target audience, right? And it kind of stems Sorry. back to like what Steve Jobs used to say. Um, I don't think he said it so wide, widely, um, but I did, I've heard it somewhere, right? Essentially, it's like he was building stuff for him, right? Like he thought that was cool, right? Um, and, and if he thought it was cool, then after somebody would think it's cool as well. And I think as a startup founder, right? The, 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 the way to make a genuine brand is um, actually to, make, to try to emulate yourself or emulate the things that you like genuinely and actually really communicate yourself generally. Why? Because you are a genuine person, right? And if you're being genuine, I mean, I've used genuine so many times, right? But if you're actually being introspective and trying to be genuine, then you will be. You, you will have that genuine brand. And the thing is, you like nobody can replicate that, right? People can replicate your product, but people can't replicate you. I can't. I can try and be Andrew for, to be honest, not even for a day, for an hour maybe, but I can't be Andrew for a day, right? Um. So 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 that's the thing. I that that, that speaks to me. But I think that um. Like. If uh, um, the other thing I wanted to touch on, there was something else you said that I wanted to touch on. Um, oh, no, that's it. No, 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 no. no, no. On the, on the, on the, no, on the um, KSI, that was it. KSI, Logan Paul stuff, right? I want to also harken oh, yeah. say that this is very, 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 very different to KSI and Logan Paul stuff, right? KSI and Logan Paul are, and again, I'm not saying that it's different. Well, it's different. Let's put it that way. KSI and Logan Paul have basically spent a long time um, building a brand that is themselves, and then now when they're pushing out a product, um, because it's come from themselves, right? Um, and they, you know they make content and do lots of other stuff. It now gains that momentum. So I think when if people are looking at those two things, they should look at them very differently because actually KSI and Logan Paul Paul have built a brand over a long period of time. Uh, you know KSI in particular I kind of know a bit more about on YouTube building this thing overnight not overnight but over a long period of time and then now they've got themselves to such a high level of engagement that they're kind of like sustaining that engagement and then they just push anything out of this machine and then people just go and go and grab it basically right as long as it's kind of in keeping with them this guy what he's done is really really powerful because he's found a way to to pierce to get such a narrow niche um brand into the public consciousness very very quickly by being super slim super niche right and really punching out it's really 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 hard to do what he's done it's so hard Um, and it doesn't take away from. I'm not saying what KSI has done is easy but I think if you take probably KSI has been around for 10 years at least if you take 10 years and you really you know bubble bubble, bubble will kind of build something, they start to get exponential growth towards the end of the 10 years, and then you have a really high, large engagement that you can keep pushing stuff out to. Me a KSI as a case has a box, a chaos has this, then you can just almost just keep spitting stuff out. And this goes to the stuff we're talking about with celebs. You can see pit, spitting stuff out of that kind of existing flywheel right? But this guy had to go and build the brand, the flywheel and everything, um, from scratch, and he, which he seems to have done in like four years, right? And that is crazy, I think, for a not for a software product, I think. Yeah. For a beverage, right? For a beverage.
1: Yeah. I <clears throat> I, think, I think they're very different as well. Yeah. And, and that's a good reason for why. Another reason, branding aside, mm. actually with Liquid Death, there's also some quite smart operational stuff that's happened here. Okay. So, firstly, I've never tried it. But right. apparently it's really good in terms of as far as quality of water is concerned. But they actually they ship the water in from the Swip Al- Swiss Alps okay. currently. Okay. And so apparently the, the water sources, the purity of the water, the taste of the water is really good compared to other bottled water products, number one. Number two, there weren't really any canned water products in the States that were spring water products. Mm. And the reason is there were quite a lot of logistic, logistical reasons for that. Yeah, So there were canned shortages. Um, also, it was too expensive in the states to find a spring source of water mm. or source of spring water and then bottle it in cans which is different to bottling it in uh, plastic bottles mm. and then shipping it over across the country for some reason that's very logistically complicated and expensive okay and so they had to go and source the product from europe and they eventually stumbled upon this perfect supplier in austria who could do it and they got along and they negotiated so there was also a subcategory that they actually took over, which is this sort of canned water um, category, right? So that was just logist- there was something smart logistically and operationally yeah, that they did yeah, as well. Yeah. And if you listen to this guy, Cesario, talk about the the more the less sexy side of the business, you can tell that he's he knows there's what a he's lot doing. of work that's been yeah. done around he knows what he's yeah, doing, yeah. right? Whereas I, I don't know, listen, I don't know. The KSI and Logan Paul guys, but I, I I'm cur- I would be curious to understand how much they know about their supply chain and logistics and operations. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And so you're right. It's a very, very, it's a very, very different play, right? They bring a ready captive audience, and that's what they bring to the table. Their fans just immediately flock to it, and they created this sort of storm in the teacup. Mm. Whereas Cesario has actually really created a genuinely um, a genuine brand and company uh, and product, which um, it it goes beyond mere celebrity. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, M-
0: Mike. Of course, he people would have known him as you know friends and family, whatever. But Mike and his product would have been basically at at zero, round zero, when they started. Whereas KSI did not start his prime drink at ground zero. It would have been you know at some certain ground cause of engagement. Now, interestingly, talking about the cans because I actually saw on his website, um, I saw this a while ago and I'm back on it now. Um, he, they've got this kind of, I mean, they've got loads of different content and loads of different random things going on on their website, right? Which is, which is, it literally, they've got time waste to 5,000 where you can just go and waste your time consuming their content, right? But actually one of the things they did say, and I found this out before when I was writing something on it, and I thought this was really interesting. Um, of all the um, aluminum produced since 1888, over 75% of it is still in current use. Did you know that? Wow. Well, no, I did not. Yeah, and they've got this hashtag, Death to Plastic. It makes a lot yeah. of sense, because you can, you know, you get the aluminium out of the bauxite, and basically you can, um, as soon as you think, you just kind of smelt it, and it's kind of started again. But that is a very, very decent point, and something that, you know, again, fine, it's like, oh, okay, I love the brand, and love the what have you, but then, as you said, you're going back and going, hey, you know what, this is actually... Um, at least in that respect, good for the environment as opposed to plastic, right? Um, so that's that, 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 yeah. that's not bad. But
1: going on your thing about do you know, out of interest, go. out of interest, do you do you know this? Do you know the origin story of these guys? How they launched?
0: Uh, I That's quite clever. Probably not. Go from it. Hit 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 me. Don't think so.
1: So we always talk about at mustard. We always talk about narrative first. Yeah. Uh, and narrative led brands, and that's this is a great example of doing that. So Cesario had this idea that if you look at the consumer packaged goods, the CPG industry in general, mm. but especially health drinks, and then especially water drinks, they've embodied this um, boring, quiet, sort of serious tone of voice and marketing strategy. Okay, And the sexiest, beverage drink is probably red bull right and monster yeah, you know that's yeah, sort of a little yeah. bit more in your face and, ex- and 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 like but in terms of water you look at evian and uh, aquafina and whoever else it's this sort of kind of zen yeah, yeah, yeah. very polite calm kind of holistic yeah, kind of vibe yeah and so he was like okay we're turning that on its head right we can have a punk rock health brand so that's the first thing so it's, it's narrative led in terms of launch, they created a 3D render
0: mm.
1: of a can. Mm. They didn't have any product, they had no source, they had nothing. Mm. They shot an ad for about a thousand pounds. And they launched it on Facebook. Again, no product whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, Right. Within four months, that ad had three million views and the channel had 80,000 followers which was way more than most other water brands yeah they took that mvp went to go raise some friends and family money Mm. did a small production run got some product online on stock on stock on hand then went to go get vc interest and the first vc to invest Mm. was science inc which is the guys who were behind dollar shave club yes yes full circle yes and so i just found that super interesting um, and and because it's a, it's a great example of a narrative first product, and I think it's a good example of why that can be so powerful. Yeah, and why for us at Mustard that's such a, a an underutilized uh, approach and lens through which to build uh, sort of especially African and uh, brands and products and products stemming from Africa.
0: Yeah, and and you know what, really good to remind me because I, I know it was Science Inc. That's the so they're kind of like they've got a studio as well, a venture studio. So they build things uh, with people. Sometimes they, I think they build things from scratch, but they also build things that are not from scratch. I think they participated in growing um, um, uh, Liquid Death. But as you said, um, that, that kind of brand, uh, to what I can see, I think they love brands at Science Inc. But clearly, that brand thinking, um, I think it came from Mike, right? And then I think there was a, as you said, oh, prove that point, it did. did all that it stuff, did. and then after it's like, okay, now invest in us, and can you help take us to the next level? Because clearly, science probably have a, a good supply chain and logistics oh, yeah. and infrastructure.
1: Right? Yeah. And so, um, so so this here, here's a question for you. Okay this idea because this brand is actually quite polarizing right yeah. the name is polarizing yeah. because some people f- feel offended by it yeah. it's got liquid death. it's got the word death in the name yeah. if you've encountered something recently that can be quite confronting yeah. um, murder your thirst is the tagline yeah. um, you know what are you what are you it, there's some risk involved in 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 taking that irreverent polarizing approach but there's a lot of power mm mm-hmm. Uh, from a brand perspective, in polarization, so a lot of people are afraid of it. Um, those who aren't afraid of it, some of them, I think, don't pull it off, even if they're trying to. Yeah. Um, because they I do it half irreverence for irreverence' sake. Oh, fine. Yeah. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. or, or they just there's no real connection to it. Yeah. Right. Um, you're just trying to be irreverent because you're hoping it's basically clickbait. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. Whereas I, I, I think that this is quite different. But what, what do you think of? Polarization as a branding, mar- a positioning and marketing tool. Yeah, no, good question. Pros and cons. Good
0: question. Um so 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 I almost want to I would almost kind of put it this way and say, um, because I've said this a lot a lot of time with, with Mustard about being Marmite, right? Um making sure and fine, that's something that maybe uh what do you call it would understand, um Australians would understand. And, and maybe something Brits and others will understand but essentially Marmite you know there's uh, this
1: and, and Southern Africa and Southern Excuse
0: Africans and, and others exactly For those who grew up in Southern Africa exactly We're right Marmite there. shout out to Marmite <laughs> shout out to Barbara <laughs> and basically Marmite this uh, I don't even want this it's like a it's some weird Spread or something or what do you call it? But um, I hate it personally. But it's it's so salty and it's got such a flavor. It's basically you love it or you hate it,
1: right? Yeah. It's a it's a it's a pitch black colored spread that you put on your bread. Yeah. Which tastes either like manna from heaven or <laughs> like whatever's left in crude oil barrels once you've exported yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Depending on who you speak to. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Right. Um, and and it really is. I mean, the the old ad used to say. You love it or you hate it, basically. You either love it or you hate it. And, and, and they took that position. Um, I think that's a good, yeah. and I've said, I, I do think that's a good position to be in, right? Um, and, and even if you're not trying to be polarizing, because I think with, with Mustard, we haven't tried to be polarizing, um, um, but we have gone, hey, look, this is, this is what we see and this is what it is. And there's some people who, you know, and, and that is that brands are going to be, you know, brand thinking is not there on a continent and brands are going to be important. Like, they're going to be paramount for the continent to be globally competitive in the future, right? Um, and to go higher up the value chain. So some people go, this is complete nonsense. You're talking about this. It's just pretty pictures and otherwise. Fine. Right. You, you, you know, and, you know, there are people on a constant dying. There are all these other things. There are, that, that, you know, that, that, there's um, 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 infrastructure and other things to be built. Fantastic. Other people go, oh, my gosh, I see it. I love it. And otherwise, I think when you, find, when you have something that is polarizing, like, truly polarizing, like, um, then you know you're onto something because that means you've got people who, like, like clearly it's sparking emotion. And I think even from that LinkedIn article, you, um, the LinkedIn thing that you sent on Liquid Death, the guy said, you know, um, when considering brand or something like that, this is some guy who's now gone and taken his key points, a very LinkedIn thing, take your key points from like somebody's success, right? It's like, um, you, should, you should remember to, to consider emotion and not just rational, you know, kind of rational logic, right? And if it's polarizing, it means people are emotionally reacting to it, right? And it means that it's not just like one kind of segment or, 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 or psychographic, you know, or people who think in a certain way or, you know, or people from a certain area. It is most people are emotionally reacting to this. So um, that means you have struck a chord and with, your right, with the right audience, you you that means you struck a very powerful chord and they're probably going to go you know what oh my gosh let's just support this and let's go and do it. word of mouth word of mouth word of mouth which is basically how things grow and with the wrong audience you're going to know that really clearly as well because they'll be like this is a joke Andrew get the hell out why are you wasting my time right so that is a good thing but then after trying just like you said trying to be a polarizing or contrarian figure is not a good thing right because that's just you know Yeah.
1: It, yeah, it's it's like contrarian contrarianism, yeah. right? People who are con- contrary for contrarianism's sake right. are dogmatic in just a different way and they try to espouse anti-dogma. But I think, so I think the reason people get this wrong is they'll see something that is polarizing and then they'll say, okay, I need to adopt a polarizing stance yeah. in my brand positioning and in my storytelling and in my um, narrative, right? that that and then that might get a little bit of early attention but i don't think it really sticks because the point polarization polarization is a byproduct mm. of something fundamental and the fundamental thing is what you've mentioned which is i'm not trying to be polarizing all i'm doing is i know specifically who i am speaking to mm. and i'm speaking to them exclusively and in language that they understand using inside references inside context inside worldview and they completely get it in fact they flock to it they love it it resonates with them and it may and it may or may not um resonate with other people in fact some other people might hate it and be having an allergic reaction to it or an aversion to it mm-hmm. right? and so I think what we're saying is you know provided it's within your value system and all that sort of thing and you're not harming anyone I think that's the point right which is look if you're speaking to a specific audience, it doesn't really, you shouldn't be afraid if other people are, um, don't like it, basically, right? Or even or even are it, mm. because it probably means that somebody will really, really love it. I, 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 and, and you just gotta hope that it's, the, it's your target market.
0: Well, you see, the thing is, and, and, and I'm, I, I'm happy you put it forward that way, but I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna just ref- Fight me, bro. I, I'm Fight gonna me. change, the angle because i think you said the right thing from the wrong angle and funnily enough the right thing from the Mm. wrong angle can cause people to be confused or cause people to make the wrong product right because essentially what you were saying is um it's not polarizing they know exactly who they want to speak to and they're speaking to them in their language and you know in their tone and otherwise and then after the thing that you said after that was it's good to do that as long as obviously the value system, whatever you're saying that you're and it's not
1: hurting anybody. Right. So. But hurting anybody, I mean, I'm not talking about necessarily hurting anyone. I, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. As in offensive, you know being talking.
0: unnecessarily yeah. offensive. Exactly. But, 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 but again, now that is the, t- I think that's a stance. And you tell me what you think. in result. I think that's a normal stance of marketers. Right. But I think what the best brands, best, you know, et cetera, people do is not, I know specifically who I'm talking to is, I know specifically what I believe in and what I mean when I'm saying, when I'm communicating my belief, right? And then the fear is, that the fear is you're actually touching your belief and knows most of the time, people are afraid of sharing their belief, right? Because let me put it this way, five levels of, 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 of kind of like language, right? Top level, completely automatic, right? Andrew, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, right? There's very little like, like, like harm or offense that can happen there, right? The next level, right? Facts and figures. Oh, right. What color is the sky? The sky is blue, right? Hard to get offense there. Next is th- thoughts. Think, you know, thoughts. Okay, sky is blue, um, but I think blue is a better color or I think, what do you call it? Um, Arsenal is better than what do you call it? Now you can start to get a little bit of what do you call it but again, it's about your thoughts, right? Thoughts, not your next one. Feelings, right? Yeah, I think arsehole is better than what do you call it, but I, f- but, but I feel like, um, what do you call it, says the wrong thing at the wrong time at times. Or I feel like these are the things that you, and now that starts to get closer to home because it's touching your emotions and people might be afraid to share. Some people are afraid to share their thoughts, right? Um, but but many people will be afraid to share their feelings because if somebody disagrees with that, that can be painful. Last level is beliefs, right? That's below feelings. Now, if you share your beliefs and people don't don't like that, and, and you can even go deeper and say, maybe belief could be your worldview. It could be the thing that your hope is on, right? Now, if people disagree with that, or if or if or if you find somebody attacking that, that can be for some people it can be life threatening right? In the sense of what, well, if you lose your hope in life, what do you lose? Right? So the thing is this, I think the best brands are somebody goes, you know what? Okay. F- remove facts and figures, remove, um, remove auto, auto, automatic talk, remove facts and figures. Um, good brands are like, this is what I think great brands are. This is what I feel. Right. And in a, the question is, are you going to be brave enough to go? This is what I feel. And you might not like that. And actually, because it's a feeling and, and, I've, and I've communicated it so clearly, it is, it is now actually provoking you to, to feel something. And that thing you feel is something that you either like or you don't like, right? Now, if you keep telling me this is bad, this is bad, and everyone tells me it's bad, I might go, you know what, swing into a shell and go, no, 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 I don't wanna share this, it's too painful, right? But if I go, you know what, boldly, know what, um, I feel I feel this way right and I think if I, and if I feel this way you might not but others I think will and you learn how to articulate that that's when you get very very strong powerful brands if you go to, down to belief you get something you get I mean you can get a cult right now so do, do you see the kind of difference I'm saying in terms of some, the best brands yeah, they're not but, speaking but... to someone they're, they're communicating themselves and then whoever likes that is coming towards that. I don't think that's what they're doing at
1: all I'm, sa- I'm saying I think, the best I think, brands. Do I that. think I think what they're doing. I I think the best brands know exactly who they're talking to, mm-hmm. and they that feeling they're wanting to communicate. Mm-hmm. Yes, I believe that is authentic, or or at least it 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 stems from within the company or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's they're like okay, well. Let's see who resonates with this, right? Necessarily now. Now we're getting so abstract because now it depends very much on what you're selling, right? And what you're creating. If you look at some sort of consumer device, um, you know, th- th- these folks, Apple. I don't know why we always, we always back can, to Apple, yeah. but Apple, for example, mm-hmm. right? Um, this whole think different kind of Jobsian. um Approach right yes, yeah, sure, I think that was something that that stemmed It's clearly something that stemmed from jobs's world view, but I think that was very intentional and directed and targeted at bringing in th- that feeling within everybody who might possibly buy an iPhone, right mm-hmm. so he's not just look, targeting people who think different quote unquote think differently, think different he's also trying to target that part of everybody that wants to think different but but, but I think right. we're jumping too far so, ahead.
0: I think we're jumping too far mm-hmm. ahead because obviously you can't, like Apple can no longer act like um, um what do they call act like liquid death, right? What I'm trying to say is liquid death. So from the very start, right? Apple can't afford to be polarizing anymore. They, they really can't, right? They're a publicly listed company. They have shareholders. They have a, they hire so many people, right? Like at this, it's just kind of like, like, like Uber. Their first brand, right? Had had more colors, right? Now, then they go, oh, we're going global. All of a sudden they descend down to, they're still down to black and white, right? Because red means one thing in one country and it means another thing in another country. Let's not, you know, we're trying to get an international audience, right? I am talking about like, so, so let's move on back onto Liquid Death. Mike Cesario has an irreverent brand. He has a, 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 a um, I think, right, he built a brand and I'm not saying he did this perfectly, right? And I'm not saying maybe he did it super intentionally, right? Um, it's just that I've been think, trying to think about these things super intentionally. I think he built a brand in his image. And I think he built a brand in his image without shame, without fear, and I think that um, in its however pure form, which obviously is never 100% pure anyway, to that, is what has caused people to resonate with that, but caused other people, because it's a very bullish thing to just go make branded water with, for you know for rockers. I think that has caused people to be, um, to think it's ridiculous. I don't, I don't, well, I think actually, no, there's some stuff, he's got waterboarding on his website, right? Right? Some people are going to be absolutely outraged by that. I think if you go mm-hmm. speak to him, maybe, you know, Not when the camera's away and you go, what he could, or back when he was starting it, he probably went, that's beeping
1: hilarious, right? Let's push that out. Well, you, you don't have to wonder because in a recent podcast interview, he talks about this idea and it was intentional. Mm-hmm. He, he has this ethos that he, he believes the simplest way to create a strong brand is to have it mimic the people who run the company. And we're talking about Early stage hundred percent 100 not hundred percent tens of thousands of employees or whatever. Um, so he also says, look, if the CEO is into tennis and find the finer things in life, then build a brand around that. 100%. And the reason is, um, it, it it impacts the avatar and the tone of voice. It's much easier to establish the the the, the tone of voice, and then to have a more impactful tone of voice if. The tone of voice mimics the, let's say, founder for yeah, shorthand, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, it, it's the easiest and least expensive way to have an impactful tone of voice. It's not the only way. 100%. But it's much harder and much more expensive to try and create a brand that is divorced from the people that are most influential within that 100%. brand in the early 100%, 100%. so. 100%. We don't have to wonder whether it so- was intentional it was 100% so
0: so so okay so so maybe maybe we're just um semantically crossing paths because essentially he said in my opinion exactly what I said right which is right he did exactly yeah Well. okay fine I, I thought maybe you was saying so basically the best thing you can do and he says expensive and expensive just means you're gonna go obviously gonna go and go and go digital marketing go and do market research and it's da- exactly. and it's dangerous I would also say especially with something that yeah. is very different because essentially now you're going, like I said before, like you go, you go, right. We want to speak to this audience. FYI, I don't even know if this audience is the right audience, right? I don't know, but this is the audience mm-hmm. we're going for. Why? Normally because they have money, they are, you know, upwardly mobile, blah, 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 right? The right audience could be the poor guys on the road, right? But, oh, but they don't have any money. They will find money if they resonate with it, right? these kids for KSI's drinks, right? They don't have as much money as their parents, right? But they will, you know, take money from sure, their... That's where they get in the... That's, that's where they get in the cash. 100%. 100%. <laughs> but after... They'll beg, borrow beg, borrow and steal, right? To go get... Do yeah. you, you, you get what I'm saying, right? So, in the end of the day, <laughs> yeah, exactly. in the end of the day, I think it's been diplomatic around it, or maybe, you know, look, everything we're talking about is very is very kind of abstract, so there's, you know, a million different ways slash uh, infinite ways to say it. In essence, right? As I was saying, like, um, he as opposed to saying, and, and I was just putting on that semantic thing because I do think, and I was talking on semantics, I do think it is a, a, a small, but um, I think the difference is small, but the difference is everything. He, he would have on the best brands would communicate themselves, right? To whoever wants to listen as opposed to communicate
1: to some people whatever they want to hear. Uh, yeah, and i would just I would only qualify that to say it depends on what kind of product you're selling. Right? I don't think it does. Because because it it does, because if you're selling some sort of medical device yeah. for octogenarians, yeah. You can't just be communicating whatever you think and then be like, Oh, I hope it resonates with octogenarians. Oh no,
0: but right. but, but, but no but then so, but no but okay, so so that's a great thing that's a great thing to say. And that's a and let's go to the narrative approach now. You don't start with a product you start with what is it I'm trying to do, right? So, so, it does, so that's what I'm saying. It's, mm-hmm. it's regardless okay. of what you're doing, right? But the problem is most people start with a product and then they have to go and target the market, if that makes sense.
1: So we're, we're talking here about idea stage. You haven't launched something yet. Now, what approach do you take? Rather than those founders that might be listening here, they're five years down the road, maybe 100%. they're thinking of a repositioning or a rebrand or they're trying to refresh or update. You're not saying, Edison, hey, just say what's on your heart and I see what happens. Is that, or, or what are you saying? No, no, okay, fine.
0: So, so, you're talking, so, so what I was speaking to was a narrative first, and that's what you brought, a narrative first approach to building brands, right? To building anything, right? Building ventures. And that narrative first approach, and the same thing we do with, with the guys that we're building ventures for. It's like, hey, I've got this product right. idea. Great, let's park that. <laughs> Who are yeah. you? How are you today? Yeah. You are right? Hey, exactly. how are you? Etc. Right? And then afterwards, exactly. we'll come back round. Uh, most times, most times, it's gonna we're gonna come back round to that to, to a product like that or at least the same philosophy, right? Now, yeah, if you ask me the question or, of
1: or, or certainly the same trying to solve the same problem for sure. Yeah, yeah
0: yes, exactly. Trying to solve the trying to solve the same problem maybe in a different way, different philosophy, etc. From a different angle, but exactly right now um, and, and assuming like obviously the only thing that could happen where we don't solve the same problem is if we actually speak into the to the founder we gather that the founder is actually not being open right not in a bad way it's just like like in reality why do they want to do it it's a market with like dude they got lots of cash and and cash. it's and, and and I found the product in China and I can be a reseller look bro you like you can't build a brand around that that trying, is go and get money trying, trying to yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah it, trying to get this Rari exactly yeah. <laughs> rari rari as well like forget about the efforty right and it's like you know what
0: go but it's like go do that right go show the numbers to somebody right go show the numbers to somebody justify the numbers get their investment but you don't need like why make why make a dollar dollar shave club advert when when it's just you know what i mean it's like dude let's just let's get to it right but 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 if you're talking about the guy like you know so people would normally do narratives for it's like okay I am a founder of a company. I am, um, you know, I, I'm already in X, Y, Z space, right? I'm not trying to now completely disable everything I'm doing, but I think there's a story here. Two things I'll say. One, um, you know, we come, I come across this and we do come across this. The, the only founders who would even consider what we're talking about are the founders who, unbeknownst to them, built their company Aligned with their story, it's just that they haven't communicated it in the visual identity because they just, you know, weren't very good at making a visual identity. They, you know, they didn't want to um, hire um, um, a branding agency, right? Okay, what about comms? Look, they've been pretty functional about it, but there's still a bit of a, you know, eh, another bit of reason you here. But it's just like basically they have pushed out Facebook ads, they have put things on the radio, etc. But like you can, when you just sit down with the founder, right? You can. Like, if they're open, which they would be because they they want to sit down with you because they've resonated with something that we've done, narratives and otherwise, like I mean, like the last person I sat down with with you know regarding this, which was still a while ago, because we've been building ventures now, um um the guy was like, we sat down, and it wasn't like a kind of qualifying call. Where, hey, well it was literally a like a we end up having a very deep conversation about him, and he was like. It's like somebody has just taken my autobiography, read it, and fed it back to me, right? Because he was openly transparent. He's built his company like that, right? And that's why he resonated with what we're trying to do. So then afterwards, it's like, oh, that resonates. Yes, that is what I mean. Okay, but you haven't communicated that. You've been going down this other. Fine. What can we now do retrospectively? And then after they don't have an issue now changing their visual identity change whatever you and if it's a software company hey yeah maybe the philosophy of the the product is a little bit out of sync maybe we need to take away these features and come back down to to the core thing we're trying to do if that makes sense
1: yeah yeah but but because they're because they know there's alignment on the essence of of what of of the mission 100 100 and and so then if you have that it's like any human relationship if you know you're trying to get to the same place you're more likely to consider alternative routes
0: yeah yeah and 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 and, uh, yeah and and i think maybe the way i'll sum it try to sum it up as well is like they were let me you know use this quick tip they were being themselves right yeah um they just didn't express themselves as clearly and as fabulously and as and as you know epically as they could have right so we just need to go there we're not going to go and say hey you um, know, you thought you were a frog, you're actually a toad, right? It's actually, oh yeah, you you, you kind of had an inkling you're were, you were a frog, you kind of hadn't thought about it too much. You'd been manifesting all these different things because you are that, right? We're just now gonna t- you know, actually explore that more, tighten it up, make sure it's the right thing by speaking to you. And then after again, we get validation by it resonates with them. And then after it's like, okay, yeah. great. Now let's just do everything in, 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 in that form.
1: Yeah. To, to further torture this analogy, yeah, um, I think another mistake we see founders make is they're a toad, but the story they're telling is trying to reach all amphibious creatures. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because they're afraid that people who aren't toads, would, animals that aren't toads would understand, right? Yeah. And I think sometimes what the exercise allows people to do as well is just... I love this diagnose this diagnostic almost like cathartic um, discovery exercise that you do with these founders because sometimes they're also excavating and discovering stuff about their purpose, right? Yeah, and their, their mission and why they are actually doing it. You don't necessarily always appreciate all your own internal thinking. Yeah. Right, and so to get it out there, it's like therapy in a way. To get it out there, um, you know, you're like, wow, okay, this is I, I didn't consider this from this angle yeah. I hadn't really thought about that and so I think it's a extremely valuable extremely valuable fundamental and core um, exercise mm. and it pays dividends for for it, like at a fundamental level 100% for the, the direction of the brand when done well mm-hmm. and again I love that it ties back to liquid death because you're absolutely right this guy it he essentially was creating something that he yeah he wanted to wanted, be a part yeah right? he wanted to be a part of yeah exactly he wanted to be a part of and was a part of yeah and so and so going back to his point Cesario he's like I think it's so much easier and importantly to your point more impactful less risky mm. to have the narrative and the brand positioning in the story align with the genuinely held and well expressed views of the founder
0: exactly exactly. Um and and, and and just I think touching on it, there was something he did say in his um um in 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 an interview that I that I watched him uh do and and he was like he said people and I quote, people think that taste is why things are successful or unsuccessful, or why one brand is better than another. All the data shows that this is not even close to the case. Monster didn't become a fifty billion dollar company because it tastes so much better than Red Bull. Um, most people couldn't even pick out an energy drink. And a blind taste test if their life depended on it, right? Um, he, he he then said, um, At the end of the day, we're really creating an entertainment company and a water company. We don't want to create marketing. We want to actually entertain people and make them laugh in service of a brand. And if you can do that, they're going to love your brand, right? Um, yeah, truer words couldn't be said. Um, but again, I always say with all these things, it's, I, I think we're going to go on, people are going to go on LinkedIn, they're going to go on various different places, and they're going to, they're going to appreciate it. Well, some people are gonna appreciate it. So, you know, the kind of like almost maybe the you know, the MBA or the business who, who's still learning, oh yeah, brand, brand, yeah, I need to be genuine, etc. I think every nobody's <laughs> there's not one person in twenty twenty three who who is at their advocating saying,
1: I want, you know, disingenuous brands. There's no one saying yeah, that exactly. Right? Although maybe maybe that's maybe that's like the meta The meta um, outcome, yeah, yeah, it's like it's like, oh, I
0: don't (laughs) want genuine brands. We hate genuine brands. Like everyone wants, everyone knows now. The right answer is: should a brand be genuine or not genuine? It's like, uh, uh, yeah, go on, go on, Ricky, genuine. It's like, well done, gold star to you, right? Everyone knows that.
1: Yeah, yeah. The difficulty
0: is, what does that mean? what, What does that mean? But hold on, here's the difficulty: what does that cost? That's the real difficulty, right? Because what does it mean? Bro, we all know what it means. Deep down, no one needs to tell you abstractly or practically what it means. What does it cost to put yourself out there for people to say, you're an idiot, right? To have to go, are you really gonna like leave Netflix or what have you to do this, right? For you to take the long nights because bro, we're not, we're not what we're not advocating here and what I'm sure Mike would never uh, 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 say is, Oh well, if you're genuine, it's gonna take four years. No. It could take wait, it could it to be honest, it could fail. And fail is basically you saying, I I don't want this anymore, it's too painful. Everything, everybody keeps saying no, and I have no money, right? So the real thing about genuine is like, are you ready for the cost? Um, and if you are, um you can guarantee that the cost is, is gonna cost more than you think it's gonna cost, much more than you think it's gonna cost. Um, but if you carry on going you'll be surprised at what you build and everyone on LinkedIn will start to go and make carousels about, um, about, about the, the, the abstracts and the, and the philosophies of your brand, right? So,
1: and that would be it, right? <laughs> Let me ask you something yeah, go towards on, the bro. end of this. Is liquid death the canned beverage of mustard? <laughs> agency. Or is mustard... The liquid death of the venture agency do you see parallels and what parallels do you see between mustard even in name yeah um which is something that not everybody likes mm. if you look at the i know it's got a multivariate interpretation mm. like we talk of the faith of the mustard seed but we also if you look at mustard as a food mm. you know not everybody loves it but those who do yeah don't want to eat anything without it you know when and you, so, see, exactly. so you see exactly when you see a lot of do it you there. See parallels between uh between mustard and or what parallels do you see between mustard and liquid death i i,
0: I wouldn't to be honest with you I, I i wouldn't like to um i think liquid death and mike has done very 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 well so i wouldn't like to um in any way kind of draw any kind of parallels to say that you know we're we're, we're epic or or we're not epic or or
1: otherwise um in philosophy
0: in philosophy i mean look i let's put it this way i saw what he did at liquid death and it resonated with me strongly and i said this guy um this guy even knows what he's doing in the um so to speak narrative sense of the word um or he has taken a very long time like me to stumble onto what he's what he's doing. Um but yes, in philosophy, I would say I would say two companies if I want to say Liquid Death and the other company that very much resonates with me. Um, And it's the and again, what resonates with me is yes, the company, but also it's when you listen to the founder, right? You can see that they know what they're saying. And and the other person is, I forget his name, but the founder of Whoop. And it's so funny because he was on the diary of a CEO. And I think I told you about this. He, um, what's his name? The of CEO guy is, um, what's his name again? Uh, Steve, Bartlett. Steve Bartlett. Steve Bartlett asked him a question about brand and he answered it. Um, and then Steve Bartlett, you know, did that thing. Oh, so interesting. And he kind of paraphrased and continued conversation what he's saying. And w- in what Steve Bartlett said, I said he didn't, he j- he didn't understand what he just said. And 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 um, that is the thing that continues. Whereas like it, it's it's not a big secret. It is the it is the it is as clear as day, right? How to build a brand. It is as clear as day. You are building a avatar, and I think you use that word, an avatar of yourself. But as I said, most of us don't want to build a brand. The safest thing is to be very transactional, right? Um, um, it's much easier to. To hook up than to give and be open and give a piece of yourself to another person, right? Um, Transaction safer, feels safer. But the honest truth is, we're not going to get to something special unless we genuinely open up and we um, feel the fear, but but do it anyway. I'd say.
1: Damn, some uh, relationship advice there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh gosh, put the, put the, oh, we'll put it, we'll, we'll, we'll put it down there. We'll press stop there. <laughs> oh my.